spent two years learning the business of app marketing, going to conferences, making connections, understanding the different business models from your, your freemiums to your subscriptions, you know, just making sure that, you know, as a creative and even as more of an analytical person that I understood the technical aspects of it, learning the different jargon, um, and then also being able to identify um, with developers and, you know, with investors and being able to converse, you know, at those different levels as well. y'all hey i'm back with kind of a different episode you know a lot of the episodes have been uh either me talking about investing or business owners who are you know uh, talking about their business and expertise and, and my guest today uh Anthara patrice um and that's not that's not your last name right Anthara? what's your last name <laughs> my last name is car <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it on the screen and i was like that is not her last name um <laughs> <laughs> I just go by that. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, so, so, but Anthara has a startup, right? And, and let me give y'all some, 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 some back history for those who don't know, and some, some do know. Like, the Dallas is building a, a pretty dope startup community, and, and I think for me, it kind of happened overnight. For for Anthara and everybody in it, it may have not been, but you know, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, and so I've been hanging out, meeting some really good people. And, and she was one that I met and I, and I listened to her pitch, the startup community, and she had an amazing pitch. She answered questions precisely with confidence, with great answers. And so I was like, hey, you gotta come on my show and like let people hear about um, you know, your business and your startup, because I think it's actually a, um, a really good business. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing today. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Definitely. So what's the name of your business so folks can know? My startup is My Beauty Feel. My Beauty Feel. And, and so, and you've been in the beauty industry for a while, right? And your family comes from it? Like, what's, give me the background on that. Yeah, so um, I've been in the beauty industry 23 years. Um, so from the young age of eight years old, Family has salons um, and then also, you know, real estate. So I've been in, in beauty and business a while. Okay. And, and, um, and you started off in your 20s. Help, you, you were helping people market. So you, you, you did beauty and then you also have some marketing expertise. If you don't mind, share a little bit about that. Cause I think that was, that was like one of the interesting parts of your story that I really liked how you helped, um, you know, different businesses innovate in marketing. Yeah. Um, so I actually started in marketing when I was in college. Um, you know, just I was a, a field marketing manager for 7-Eleven and, um, you know, graduation came around and, uh, you know, you have to have a marketing degree to go into marketing. Well, my degree was in psych, so I didn't qualify for a lot of positions. So I said, OK, you know, I'll just kind of contract myself out coming from a, you know, business background and three generations of entrepreneurs. Um, so that's what I did. So I had friends who, you know, had salons and, you know, they were trying to launch 
hair extension companies before it was a trend. And I consulted them on, you know, their, their uh, colors, psychology of their colors, their verbiage, their copy, um, you know, how to um, exhibit at different vendor opportunities. And that just kind of grew over the years. I started doing that at 21. And now here we are 10 years later, um, you know, launching the startup. So it's been a journey. Makes sense. So, and that, and that kind of that that background, and the reason why I asked you about it, is probably kind of a big reason why um, your startup is built the way it is. So, so if you don't mind, you know, share share your startup, you know, what it does, um, and how it helps the beauty industry. Definitely. Thank you. So, my beauty field came from directly having relationships uh, with beauty professionals and brand owners, specifically indie beauty brands, just because they do not have access to the capital or just um, a well-versed understanding of marketing and how to scale their, uh, their client and customer experience. So my beauty field, we step in where we basically create a all-in-one platform. So currently, um, we are in beta testing, and basically, my beauty field brings in client management, in-platform educational opportunities such as webinars. Um, also, we will have a brand marketplace for those who you may have a private label brand, or maybe um, you sell directly to your customers of another brand you wholesale, um, in addition to different branding opportunities um, and delivery within niche markets. So that's the focus for my beauty field, just because a lot of professionals were complaining that they were using three to four different software platforms to attempt to manage their clientele, their private label products, and just themselves as a brand, and it's overwhelming for them. Okay. And, and, and have you, like, that is interesting, because it sounds, it sounds to me kind of like a they're getting consulting and tech in one, right? Is that kind of? Definitely. Okay. And, and, and how many, and, and I'm side note real quick. You just answered a question that I've been figuring out forever, right? You know, people talk about indie rock and indie whatever. And then you said, indie yeah. and I was like, is that like short for independent? I've been wondering like what the heck <laughs> indie means this whole time. Pretty is much. That, yeah. It is. Short for independent. I had no clue. I was like, indie, like, is it from India? Like India Rock, I had no clue. So I appreciate you clearing that up. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So um, how? So going indie. How many? Or what's the trend for hairstylists? Is the trend people going in house or people becoming more independent? You know, it really just depends on their training. So if you, you know, there's different training. So you have a Veda cosmetology schools, and you have independent cosmetology schools from long-term professionals. Um, and then you have your Paul Mitchells and things, you know, brands of that nature. Most of them, about 40% are going to be, um, you know, more grouped. And then you have 60% that are independent. So you have 40% uh, who go into what we call um, salon groups. So there may be 20 stylists in one salon and they're under the name of, you know, XYZ salon and they all service under those prices, under those products, what have you. But with the growing, um, you know, entrepreneur market, a lot of stylists are going independent 
and also launching products as well to diversify their income streams. Right, because to me that would that would make sense with the internet kind of a limit, you know, allowing you to build your own clientele easier. I always wondered why, along with selling hair, you know, which is not selling hair, but doing hair, which is a service, you know, based business, you know, the ability to scale through products. So you're finding more more people doing that. More. Oh, definitely, definitely. The industry is is booming. I mean, you know, as of March of this year, 2019. Uh, professionals had already uh, created 20 billion in revenue. Oh wow! Like independents. Independent. And, and, and how and how many of them? Because the stylists that I know are not super organized, not very business savvy. You know, I mean, they're making good. They're get, making good yeah. income. You know, and they're good at what they do. But you know, you know, there's like the artist side of people, or the technician, and then there's the business person. Like a lot of them are heavily weighted towards the artist and technician but not so much business. Have you experienced that as well? I guess it's kind of what your, what your, what your product solves, right? Yes, definitely. We solved that issue of, um, you know, business and creativity. Um, so we actually are partnering with, um, independent brand consultants who will be available for the professionals to work with through the platform. Um, but we do run into that quite a bit. Most of them, you know, when we talk to them, they're like, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, you know, because they are worried about their bottom line, most times they aren't hiring an assistant, even though they should and they can't afford to. So they are running a lot of things themselves, but not running them efficiently, you know, or um, productive, productively either. Okay. Um, what's, so how does your company make money? So we make money um, through our, our service directly to the beauty professionals or the independent brand owners. So we have different tiers available depending on where you are within your career or your company growth. And so that is a monthly subscription. Um, in addition, we also make money off of the educational webinars that they will stream through there um, because their clients or guest consumers can purchase those. And in addition, making um, money off of training of the software, you know, to the salon professionals and doing group training. And later, once we launch delivery in our niche markets, we will um, be making money off of delivery as well. Okay. Delivery of like product? Yes, delivery of product. Yes. Okay. What, um, is there, are there, so you said all the other companies that are doing it. They're doing like what? What are they're doing? Like all the things that y'all do, but it's kind of piecemeal. So they might do scheduling. Well, might. well, it's interesting because so you know there's new technology every day, but a lot of the platforms that are out right now they focus strictly on scheduling, and they focus on um, one aspect of client marketing. And so it really leaves out the brand management for the professional or the actual independent brand. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wait, 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 unpack that a little bit. Cause my brain just went dead for a second. So <laughs> I know that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot. Elaborate on that, on the brand. It, it, they, they eliminate that part. So basically, you know, as you were saying that, you know, most 
professional stylists or independent brand owners, they are more creative and, you know, maybe not as business savvy or technical. So a lot of the platforms currently, they are set up for them to, you know, input their services, products, um, not so much, and basically just, you know, take payments through there. They aren't set up for them to actually scale their um, salon or brand as far as uh, managing employees, which is something that we have within our software, um, or being able to implement taking deposits specifically, um, or being able to, um, you know, schedule for virtual education training through the platform. It leaves out a lot of the, um, a lot of the variables that people look for now with the internet being available, that convenience of mm -hmm. having your beauty professional or, you know, a specific brand that you, you know, may really enjoy learning more about their products, their services, and being able to have it at your fingertips. Okay. No, God. So, so like if I'm a, if I'm wanting to get my hair done, right. And, um, and I, and let's say I ha already have, you know, already have my stylist, um and she's on the platform right so now i can book through the platform i can pay through the platform and if my stylist has videos because like my wife will watch videos on like hair stuff or whatever so those will be mm -hmm. in, in, in the platform as well so i can get it all in, in one place correct correct okay. so and you know and so the you know the skeptics will say well hey why you know why wouldn't the hairstylist just put the videos on youtube um, pay through PayPal and then have a Calendly link on their website and Instagram? Well, honestly, there isn't a reason why they wouldn't except for, um, as we stated earlier, most of them are not technically savvy. So having to deal with three different platforms, three different integrations, um, making sure that, you know, let's say upwards of 50, you know, clients per month are looking for the educational opt-ins and making sure that they are actually going all the way through the conversion. That's a lot to manage in addition to servicing your clients. Yeah. Hey, it's funny. As I was saying that, I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, that sounds a lot easier to me because most people don't know what Calendly is. <laughs> you know, most people, <laughs> you know, I've, I've told everybody to do it. YouTube or a podcast, and they're like, Philip, I don't know how, right? So you kind of solve that problem. You're like, hey, look, just don't worry about it. Just sign up, and then we'll just yep. make sure everything flows for you. Now exactly. Make, make, makes complete sense. So then what about, what about marketing? Do y'all help at all? So let's say I'm a stylist, and I want to grow my business, right? So maybe I have a few clients, but I'm like, I really want to grow my business. How do y'all help them grow their business, or do you help them grow their business? Definitely. So one of the things that I mentioned earlier um, was ongoing training opportunities on the software and the platform. So basically we'll be offering, um, you know, invitational opportunities for them to come and learn how to scale their salon or their brand um, from brand consultants, from financial coaches as well, and just teaching them different things that they can implement or different additional services that we offer. We've partnered um, with a few, and so we'll be uh, um, providing that to them through the business admin portal. So they'll have access to schedule themselves, sign up for classes, um, and sign up for services as well. Okay. And, and, what, and, what, and what if they just, just said, oh, that sounds good, but I'm making a lot of money. Can I just hire y'all to do my marketing? <laughs> 
So, (laughs) you know, it's funny because, you know, people, a lot of times, you know, it's just in our natural state for us to figure out, okay, what's the easiest thing to do? Um, And they definitely could. They could just say, we want to use my beauty field for marketing and they could, you know, advertise through the platform. Um, and then, you know, also advertise through our different marketing um, channels that we'll be using and leveraging as well. Okay. Okay. But, 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 but what, what, what if, and I'm just, I'm like for, for real curious, what if, you know, what if they say, yeah, we'll do that. But can y'all also do like my Facebook marketing, set up my YouTube? Like what if, you know, what if they want to do this and, you know, you might have to create a separate company for that, right? You might have to use your uh, your, your your old LLC for marketing and be like, hey, I can help you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because um, that is something that with our beta group, so we have been working with um, 41 professionals to build out this platform. And within the beta group, that was one thing that came up was social media integration. So we are working on integrating where social media um, can be a part of My Beauty Feel. Um, it's more so um, licensing details being worked out. And so that is something that will be coming, but that's later down the line. Down the line, got it. Okay. Um, so, and how long, how long, um, is the is the beta program like, or it can be as long as you might you might say as long as it needs to be, but when when is the beta <laughs> over and you're going to be opening it up to everyone? So beta will be over um, June thirtieth, and we will be opening up to everyone July one of this year. Um, so we're excited; it's coming soon. That's around the corner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What, 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 what else? So, t- I mean, what, what's the hardest part about building up a startup? You know, is it, is it the tech? Is it the marketing? Is it everything? Is it, I don't know, like what's the hard, cause there's a lot of folks on here that have no clue about what a tech startup is and that whole process. But what was the hardest part about setting up your company and getting it going? Wow. Um, you know, honestly, I would say, so pivoting from marketing consulting and beauty marketing into technology directly at marketing, um, it was challenging initially just because um, it was different. So I spent two years learning the business of app marketing, going to conferences, making connections, understanding the different business models from your, your freemiums to your subscriptions, you know, just making sure that, you know, as a creative and even as more of an analytical person that I understood the technical aspects of it, learning the different jargon, um, and then also being able to identify um, with developers and, you know, with investors and being able to converse, you know, at those different levels as well. Okay. Have you, have you, um, have you tied in an API for Alexa skill? Do you have an Alexa skill where you say, Hey, I need to schedule a a meeting with, you know, uh, Kim next week at seven. So actually we have not tied in Alexa only because, um, that would kind of open us up to a lot of, code that we would have to change a lot of custom code 
Um, and so that's something that we have kind of been toying with. We are considering doing it just for the delivery portion, but not for um, some of the more software specifics things that we're looking to do software patents on. Okay, wow, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, what, I, I have one more question. I'm, I'm about to go to my last five questions I ask everybody, but I'm going on to one more one more tech question, right? Which, okay. Which, which is probably like your most important question. So are, are, you, are you raising money for the company? Yes, we are raising money. We just started that process and um, we definitely are raising money. That's a huge thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and like um, for the first round, how much are you raising if you don't mind sharing? If you don't want to share, then you don't got to share. But, if, but for, the first round, uh, for the first round, what are y'all looking to raise? For our seed fund, um, we're looking for 150000 and um, that's, you know, to kind of get us going. Okay. Yeah, I think that's, uh, those, those are good enough questions, right? And I got to give my disclaimer. That's where my mind just went. Disclaimer, y'all, uh, I'm not uh, recommending any investments. I'm just having a conversation. This is for informational, educational purposes, you know, all that stuff, right? I, had to, I, was like, I was like, let me go ahead and give my disclaimer for somebody. Philip said I didn't invest. But um, so last five questions I asked everybody. First question is, if you, if you can go back and talk to 22-year-old Anthar, what would you tell her? Can you oh, give her wow. any, any advice, life advice, business advice, whatever advice you want to give her? Wow. Um... I would have definitely said to be more financial savvy. Um, I didn't really become financial savvy until late in my twenties, even though I was around business. Um, on the business side, I was always understanding finances and business models and your profits and your losses. But on the personal side, I didn't apply a lot of those to my personal life. So I definitely would say, be more uh, financially savvy on the personal end at 22. Okay. And second question is, what are, where are places that you, um, you like to spend money? So these are companies or businesses that you regularly spend money with that you are happy to do business with. Um, and just three of them. I would def just three of them. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. I would say, um, wow, that really made me think a little bit. I would say, um, gosh, I would say Capital One. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I would definitely say Apple just because of technology and um, their focus on diversity. And then I would also say um, the creative lawyer. Um, she is a black female lawyer out of North Carolina. She has great services and uh, very resourceful. So. Okay. And when, whenever you do get downtime, whenever that is, what, what do you like to uh, watch on uh, television or your phone? Uh, it can be shows or movies or both. I love uh, crime shows, love crime shows. So, you know, all of the, the murder mysteries and all that good stuff. 
now you gotta give me some shows though. you give me some real shows you can't you can't go <laughs> some real shows i mean you know first 48 okay um snapped stuff like that um you know because i have a psychology degree i'm still very much into psychoanalysis so a lot of that is really intriguing um so i would definitely say those yeah <laughs> okay okay my wife used to have me watch first 48 all the time when we first got married i was like i was like i was like why are we watching this but then you watch you, get hooked. you can't stop you just gotta you gotta cut it off before the next episode gets started uh, yeah that's so true um third question um where do you get your news and information so when you're trying to get updated on what's going on in the world you know do you go to google is it social media is it a newspaper magazine tv how do, how do you get your your news um i get most of my news directly to my inbox my email so i'm subscribed to different bloggers um huff post black um, you know, subscribe to TechCrunch for tech updates, entrepreneur, founder, yourself for financial details. Um, so most of them are direct to my email. Okay. Um, man, I, for, I forgot. I, my, my other question just slipped my brain because I was going to ask you a question on, um, I was going to ask you if you, if, you look, if you do the morning brew too. That's another good one. I know a lot of, I got put on by a tech person by that, but it gives you a big picture of everything going on in the world. Um, it's kind of like, like the Wall Street Journal for tech savvy, like, you know, tech savvy people. Um, Cause it's not just tech, but I think. Okay. Like, okay. Um, um, I've heard of the morning brew. I know it's similar to, to TechCrunch. To, uh, right. Yeah. It's kind of similar to TechCrunch. And I don't, is, is, tech, is TechCrunch trying try to be funny? I think that's their unique. No. They, 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 they kind of, you know, every, you know, every other uh, email is something funny. Like, you know, not really funny, but just corny funny. Um, oh, okay. So, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that, right. Um, last question is, what, what are uh, two or three podcasts that you listen to that you like? Oh, wow. Okay. I have a long list. <laughs> okay, yeah, hey, man, go, man, do more, do, do as many as you want to give. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, hold on. I, okay, so here we go. So I love to listen to, okay, <laughs> my phone's moving around. I love to listen to the Cardone Zone. Um, and then I also listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire. And I also listen to Happy Black Woman. Mm -hmm. And another one that is really good is Freakonomics. Um, it talks about all the different um, economic stats throughout different entrepreneur um, platforms and industries. It's really interesting. Um, so those are some of my favorites. Okay. Appreciate that. Um, any, anything else you want to share with um, the audience? Definitely share your, you know, where people can reach you. But anything else interesting you want to share about your business, about startup, about just anything? Yeah, definitely. Um, once again, thank you for the opportunity. Um, we are preparing to launch a 
crowdfunding campaign in the next two weeks. Um, we have began to do private, um, seeking private funding as well. Um, we have gotten an amazing opportunity to be featured for um, Essence Festival with for a segment. And so we're, you know, gearing up and trying to get funds together for that. So right now you guys can find us at mybeautyfield.app. And you can reach us through there as well, direct contact. Um, you can find us, My Beauty Feel, on everything, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, everything, LinkedIn. Um, so we're pretty easy to find as well. Or hashtag My Beauty Feel in Google. It'll pull up quite a few things as well. Okay. Uh, awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking time to come on the show because I know you're busy trying to do all the things that come with being a... <laughs> A tech startup. Yeah, so it's th a lot. Th thanks for your time. I, I appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>